You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance. And a whole lot of Crisco, of course. Welcome to The Screw Podcast this week. <laughs> With Felicia Rose. Really? And, yeah, absolutely. Like, this really just happened? I'll get you a napkin. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like I didn't realize where my mouth was. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. And it's pretty touchy, and it's got like that like, I feel like it's a Latin kind of rhythm going on there. It's a very fuckable rhythm. Yeah, it's, it's like a nice crescendo too, it gets sexier. Yeah. yeah, so, like not having seen like the lyrics, watched the video, and like, Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> oh, where are we supposed to like say hello? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I like these paper towels in between. <laughs> 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 You're not ready to podcast? <laughs> Y'all, it, it sounds like people living on the DL is what he's talking about specifically, mm-hmm. but he's okay with fucking around with those people. No shame. Yeah. But that's not him. And yeah. he can't relate. So, like, that, you know, I think that's just, like, a, it's it's not, like, a diss or anything, but it's, no. it's if anything, it's kind of just, like, it's um embracing that, like, this is a part of what goes on and it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of his lines in, in it is done hiding true authentic self. And like, I thought that was like, or wait, or was that from like the- Beginning of it. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Well, or so maybe it was same. from one of the, the interviews. But <laughs> either way, I have it quoted as something that he said. 
Um, and I thought, oh yeah, it was from the interview, like when he was like giving like information. And I think like somewhere at the beginning of the song, um, you know, I see it as kind of like, you know, a deviant pride kind of like thing. Like, you know, he's like, I'm sexual. This is what it is. Like, right. And he, right. I think instead of it being a diss at people that aren't living out and proud, he's saying, I do. Mm. And this is the way I, I roll. Right. Like, you know. I mean, my favorite moment in the video is obviously, yes, yeah, sliding down the pool to hell. But I also like, I also like the end after he like, spoiler alert, fucking breaks fucking Satan's neck. And, um, and like puts on like the fucking horns and like grows these fucking beautiful black wings. Yeah. Like it was just like, this is like the it, embracement of like whatever they're telling you is immoral or amoral. Im- immoral. It seems like he created his own between, you know, the all of the Greek imagery and also all of the uh, obviously biblical imagery. He created like his own spin-off of his story of how mm-hmm. religion goes down kind of, you know, in his world in his absolutely. world of of this place he's created in his head, you know, yeah, like, absolutely. I, I don't know it's just, it was, I thought it was really fucking beautiful it was, it, the right. imagery was fucking beautiful yeah. If you watch the song, if you watch that and find it like grotesque, I mean the and, song is super and, empowering and if you like, have a, I live like this Right. Fuck you. And if you yeah. have a complaint about the violence, but the violence is breaking the neck of the devil, like, it's very confusing what exactly you're right. about. Right. Aside from Satanists, mm. I don't understand who would be... Actually, but Satanists aren't, don't... That's not even the imagery of Satan that they would right. be upset about. It would be, it would be Baphomet. So, right. like, it's not right. even a thing. Like, right. I can't see anybody being upset over that, you know? And I, and I like his kind of pushback when, you know, the, the kind of moral majority who's always out there trying to, like wreak havoc on artists or sexuality or anything sexual you know pointed out some of the hypocrisy in that but like i would take it even a step further it's like you know he he's made it clear that it's not for kids you have to be an idiot to see that it's not for kids like you know like this is the age-old question if you're not going to monitor your kids why does all this stuff need to be banned in society as a whole that's ridiculous that's fahrenheit 451 crap like i'm not interested in that kind of authoritarian society decide what your kids consume right and you know what here's the thing kids are going to consume what you when you have your back turned around no matter what we know right. that whether it's at school right. it's their friend that does right. have access to that on yeah. google on the playground right. whatever the fuck it is that's going to be a piece of it yes we understand right. but that doesn't mean that we ban everything that's out there that's for 18 plus audiences just because right. your kids may get their hands on it that's right. unfair to the artists well, that are creating imagery and Web to, isn't for kids and neither is this you know what i mean and tipper gore already got her way this is like marked as explicit material if your kids are listening to it you're not even following your own freaking like standards and ratings process you know like it is like as he said like it's your job to cater to your children to understand what they're and we've said that and defended that a million yeah, times on this podcast that said you know that Old Town Road talks about lean and whatever, like in one night stand or whatever the fuck. And he was just like, "That's you. That was your choice to put that in your kids' hands, not mine." Right. I never said it was for kids. You know what I mean? So like, he has a fucking point, you know? Yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, I thought it's pretty un, unabashed, like, like unashamed in its sexuality, which like I'm always looking to see in like anything, you know? Um, well, he has also a line about. Uh, what is it swallowing your 
kid or something like that. Oh, yeah. So, that's the line. <laughs> Shit, it's so good. Pull <laughs> the lyrics. What's that line? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... It's about taking a load in his mouth, and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's the kind of fucking, like, true, like, empowerment I want to see people just being completely 100% themselves. Mm-hmm. And, like, fuck you. If women can talk about it, why can't we talk about it? If men can talk about it with you know, heterosexual situations, why can't gay men talk about it? You know, all of these different questions that are always being, you know, when it's, when it's women doing it, we get, we get shamed a different way, but then when Mm. it's a gay man doing it, that's a different, you know, so there's all these conversations and it's just like, at the end of the day, the people that everybody has the biggest problem with are the people that are living their lives for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're not trying to market (laughs) to your fucking children. But. They're not trying to. That's not a thing. They literally do not want your kids to watch their sh- that shit. No, you know? no. And, like, we've never, like, time and time again, like, in, in the realm of, like, what is protected um, under under free speech, what is protected under, you know, the balance of obscenity laws, is, like, sex and sexuality. Like, this is not about, like, um, in my eyes, anything pornographic in nature. What is... What is it that you saw that was worse? Uh, a sexuality. You're telling me that there's nothing people are watching online or on these television shows like primetime that like don't like emit that kind of that level of sexuality. Like I don't believe it. Like I mean I've seen the Law and Order <laughs> series alone. Like well, these even are not just the stuff that's like on ABC Family. I remember watching. Uh, the secret life of the American teenager when I, you know, I was I was older. I was probably mm-hmm. like eighteen or whatever at the time sure. when it came out, but it was targeted to younger crowds. It wasn't on at fucking well, maybe it wasn't targeted to young young crowds, but it definitely was for teenagers, you know. And it's like they're talking about sex, like I don't know. I yes, like your eight year old shouldn't watch this, but that's why you have settings on your computers and your devices. Is it not why you know? I don't know. I just think that people decide to police what's going on in the world instead of realizing that the policing, like, put it into effect at home, you know? Yeah. Nobody else is responsible for what your kids consume. That's up to you as a parent. True. Um, so, (laughs) I liked, I liked that, like, with any great, like, um, whatchamacallit, like, you know, video controversial, like, you you seem to understand this was gonna rub somebody's feathers, and again, like, I, I'm trying to think of even like, you know, 1990s Madonna videos. I like definitely did not see a sexuality in there that was more overt or more like controversial than anything anybody has seen in a music video. Right, right. In recent memory, get out of here. This is like clearly a targeting and a picking on for a very specific reason. And like, you know, not like liking unapologetic queer sexuality, fine, but even that has had a past in many different ways with many different like, you know, scissor sisters like characters throughout, you know, yeah, the years. I mean, I think so I, I I we would be remiss to not bring up the fact that there is definitely a race component in it. Absolutely. And it's and gender. Um, it, yes, it's race, it's gender, it's sexuality. It's literally the the three biggest no-no areas for people that are just completely uncomfortable with anything that doesn't look like, you know, 1950s America or whatever. And, you know, the racism level, like, the the aspect of racism there is is that 
I see it like this. Lil Nas X was being, not being, but in, in everybody's head, he was, he was, we'll accept him in country music as the, the token black guy, right? Mm -hmm. he, he put out a fire song that we can all dance to, we're enjoying it, whatever. Sure. He gets a pass this time around. Sure. Now we're gonna turn our backs on him when it's now bridging a little less Disney-fied and a little our, yeah. We we can easily ignore the lyrics in his song sure. if it has like the dope beat. But this sure. I don't know how to dance to, right? I can't line dance to this. So mm -hmm. we're fucking we're going to make sure that we make his life hell going forward. You know, it's just right. it's an interesting. I think that the beginning was tokenism for a lot of the people that are now sure. turning their back on him. Is sort of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So it was it was. Well, we'll accept this one this time. This one, you know, sure. it's it's okay this time to have a black gay man in our present. Oh wait, I didn't know he would. You know, it's like. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm putting a southern accent on it. Um, maybe, uh, B, edit that part out. Let's start over there. I just think that there's a, there was probably a level of tokenism to it that a lot of the people that were okay with, you know, quote unquote, okay with Lil Nas X bridging the, the country gap with his gayness and his blackness, now it's too gay, too black, yeah. right? It's too much. You I, gave, wait, you gave us sexuality where right. we saw two black men kissing or being sexual or whatever it was and a demon in a black if man. you you can wear your pink cowboy suit but we can't see you do gay stuff you can right. just be gay you're right. right it's like it's almost like one is like a caricature of, of well, the idea of it like, and one is saying yes. no you know what there's a sexuality behind right. this it's now, not just a label well, I, I just don't want to see it you know you hear it like right. that in your head yeah. so that's just silly so um, I love that he's calling people out as like, listen, you, you're being hypocrites now, and mm -hmm. this is me telling my younger self who used to pray that I wasn't going to have this sexuality that I was told I was going to yeah. go to hell for, or pray I wasn't going to go to hell, or whatever it was mm -hmm. he said. I'm now making a point to say I'm reclaiming, I'm empowering myself, right. I'm saying fuck that. Fuck that piece of religion that says we're going well, to hell. Right. right. Well, and I like it because you know that that Luke ten eighteen thing he's doing with the with the shoes is also like and and he saw what is it? It's, uh, and he said to them, "I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven." You know, like it's like it's it's kind of to me is always about taking down the pretense. We can now take down the mask because like. Unfortunately, even with like queerness, there's become a respectability politic around it where like, you know, you can be queer and as long as you seem like domesticated or homogenized and are like adopting kids and marrying, you know, things that we've talked about many times on, on, on this podcast. Right, like it's that same, okay, it was, you know, Old Town Road in their head was the HRC. Right. And now this is the queer radical thing sure. that they're not comfortable. You know, we were just right. letting you. We we're just allowing you to be gay. Yeah, it was and just it may not, you it know, may be one of the shove it down our throats. It's like that whole fucking. It may be one of the most overtly queer sexuality video like I've seen in like queer sex being expressed. Like I, I'm trying to think like outside of like you know, uh, kind of. What, what's the term when you're like, 
you know, giving the illusion of or like giving a reference or nod to something happening. Yeah. It's like well, especially like for a, a male artist. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a male artist do this. I mean, I imagine like, you know, I have to level. say I haven't seen a lot of um, Todrick's um, uh, videos. Like I know his lyrics are very like sexual. You know, so I mean, I don't want to say. But we're like, talking about. I, my point is <clears throat> on this scale, yeah. right? Is this is the equivalent of Beyonce sure. having a lesbian scene in a video, right? Yeah. Like so, yeah, just yeah. because it's the access that Lil Nas X totally transcended so many different musical categories that wouldn't have been available to him before, sure. and. Not that, not that they were necessarily easily available or anything, sure. but he worked. He put in the work to transcend that, right? Sure. And it was people's ignorance, like not listening to the lyrics, where they just decided not to care about the pieces of him that they probably would have had a problem <laughs> right, with, right? Right, right, He is in the ears and the 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 homes of so many more people than we could ever even fucking imagine. He yeah. truly is. So. He's to me. He's Beyonce level of what what he just did. It's all people could talk See, about. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I didn't realize that. I follow him on Twitter because he's like kind of like I love the don't give a fuck attitude, and I've always like appreciated that. Like you know, the music has never like exactly caught my ear, but like I you know enjoy seeing somebody expressing themselves, their sexuality, like saying fuck off to like anybody who is like trying to write his narrative for him and like I, I like that because like you know we do have to like hold on to our own narratives because everybody will try to take it right. and, and run I with it. I think people honestly didn't notice they, they chose to not notice pieces of him mm-hmm. or they didn't look at him online or whatever yeah. it was and it wasn't until there's all these things on Facebook getting reposted and they're like oh shit what wait, wait what right. this is Wait, hold on. I have a problem with this morally. This is morally <coughs> problematic in my life. Right. Whereas nobody, but nobody asked you <coughs> to accept it morally. <coughs> it's okay for right. things to it's not, not about match you. your morals. Right. It's not. You know? a, it doesn't have to be about you all the time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like, it's just. But it. I thought it was super pivotal in this really really cool way where so many. I know. I, I myself like so many queer kids that grew up, Christian, Catholic, a, a religion that does not accept being gay as okay, it's a sin, mm-hmm. especially Catholicism. I, there's obviously different pieces of Christianity that think different things, and there's some mm-hmm. that are cool with them, all that. I don't want to like get into that because I don't know specifics, but sure. I do know that what the church I grew up in, we were told, you will go to hell, and I remember mm-hmm. praying every night when I started to like kind of pre-puberty but mm. definitely i started to have you know you start to get feelings for boys and girls sure. and whomevers and it was probably age nine or ten that i was like praying every night please don't be a lesbian please because every time i would see like a really pretty girl on tv i'd be like oh shit i think i had a crush on buffy the vampire slayer for example so it was just this thing that like i could totally relate to Kind of at the end, he he empowers himself by getting revenge or or kind of sure. getting that power back from Satan. Like, no, fuck you! I'm not going to hell for being gay. Sure. I'm actually going to where I want to go because this is my fucking place, right? It's like this is the land he's built for himself. So you know, I don't know. It was just it was really cool. I thought it was a really cool piece to for for queer people that have felt 
kind of you know boxed in or or self hatred yeah. or loathing just for the fact that they had grew up in a religious household that does not accept their sexuality and that's really that's a lot. Yeah, I mean I really like that energy and like as far as the music goes, like I mean like I like this particular song, the Montero song or Call Me by my your name, whatever the Call Me by my name. But yeah, um and I like, like, it's fuckable music. Like, I mean, yeah. this is the thing that people don't like. Like, I don't care what the fuck you you want to listen to or want your kids to listen to, but I also want music available to fuck to. And if you don't fuck to music anymore or never, that's your fucking problem. Don't restrict <laughs> the market. Like, songs that talk about doing nasty shit are fun to fuck to. Absolutely. I want to hear it. And like, this song has a nice, like, almost Latin beat of some sort going on in the background. It's got a fuckable rhythm to it. And, like, um, you know, the lyrics are fucking naughty here yeah. and there. And It's mm. hot. It's definitely a hot song, for sure. That brings me to one thing, like, because I don't want to overgloss it. Like, it seems to explicitly be about, like, an openly queer person, like, fucking around with, like, either ADL man or um, open to fucking around with DL men in general. Right. Um, and like, you know, like we like def I definitely came of an age which was like really trying to get everybody to fucking come out of the closet for everybody to kind of like shape their sexuality in this very either or or in between kind of manner, <laughs> very binary kind of understandings of themselves and like not necessarily that there can be all these other definitions that as long as two people are comfortable with how they describe it and enter into it, that's their shit, that's their business. Like, I imagine that there's gonna be, like, some respectability flack coming from, like, the queer, like, gatekeepers, too, in terms of, like, talking, seemingly talking comfortably about, like, the old well, thing. Listen, we, there was no implication that there was cheating going on. No. It could have been an DL does fucking not, relationship. Right, and DL, it, does, it DL does not automatically mean cheating. Well, no, it, right? the, the line that makes you think that maybe it's like, oh, when the missus ain't home is the Eve line, right? And so, like, but right. that, but that's just a piece of it. That's just an aspect of it, you right. know? That could mean your, your best girlfriend is at home. Like, you know? I mean, right. I think I'm being a little too, like, you know, it no, could mean I, anything. But it's true, like, it, it doesn't necessarily have to mean one way or the other right. that the person is living on the DL or anything like that. It's just no. simply, like, you're quieter about your sexuality. Right. I'm not. Yeah. And if Eve... If Eve is Eve could be a metaphor for all sorts of things that right. get in your way from being able to express your sexuality, right? right? It could be your religion. Eve is Eve could be a metaphor for just religion in general. Eve could right. be your wife. Eve could right. be your pressure from society to be quote unquote right. straight. Or or just like you don't fucks with that, but like nobody needs to know that you don't fucks with right. that. Right. So so the point being that like Eve doesn't Eve could stand for so many different things sure. in that. Yeah. In that it's cool if you can't be out and proud and slide down a stripper pole to hell and then give Satan a lap dance before you break his neck on camera like I can. It's cool, I'll still fuck with you. Well, right? I also I also like too that like it offers like this kind of counter thing of like because he is like sliding down into hell that like the kind of like the not Eve thing is also like if you a demon too, we don't have to like talk about like right. what is outside like you a demon, I'm a demon, great. Let's, like, be demons. But, like, I'm an out and proud demon, maybe? And, like, well, you do whatever you need to I do. And I think demon. it's, in a way, it's saying he's not going to get... He's not going to be punished for living that way. 
absolutely that's why well, right that's a broader thing yeah, yeah. it's fucking is. well like that right that owning of satan at the end is like <laughs> i love it because it's like it feels it's like a fucking ego play and it's nice it's fun because like if you are going to do something that fucking dramatic if you're a stripper pulling down into the bowels of hell you <laughs> might as well fucking <laughs> Great fucking Satan's neck, you know, especially if you got down there that way. After you gave him okay. a boner. Right. After you fucking gave him a lap dance. Yeah. Well, a boner. Right, right, yeah. Who doesn't get a boner when they get a lap dance? So, like, you know, do, do, like, is the package enhanced? Because he is, like, sporting pretty good fucking bulls throughout good. that whole fucking yeah. video. <laughs> His hair's on fire. He looks yeah. good. He's He's beautiful. The fucking braids were fucking hot. He is so fucking beautiful. All the nails in that one scene when he has the Oh, nails. right. I like it. was very hunger. It was very Hunger up. Games up. Like he in was the. tied up in the, um, you know, like in the very Greek. Oh, yeah. Greek that was a, that's why I'm picturing the Hunger Games at the Capitol. Like, because oh, it was very like, flowery. The Greek well, yeah, that's true. The call it, Where oh, he's yeah. like the entertainment, if you will, you know. <coughs> I don't know. We could probably literally go through. If I were a professor right now, I'd be like, all right, Lil Nas X, we're going through all of the right. different <laughs> legends and mythology and the different biblical right. references and what they could mean. And blah, 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 you know, just because it is really. It's a deep fucking video. I loved it. I yeah. loved every second of it. Yeah, no, I and it was sexy like it, it I, I like because it, it there there did seem to be like um a decent amount of like actual s stripping kind of choreography put into it like oh yeah you know he he seemed to work like it well with like he was doing um, those yoga poses yeah like um the creature that like i don't like not sure about the beginning part yeah, exactly what the hot. symbology was around that but like that was yeah definitely interesting and sexy um yeah it's a sexy video visually like actually i want to see it on like the projector uh, that, like, <laughs> like, i want to do shrooms and watch that shit yeah sure. I mean, like the screen's moving like on the yeah of course you always think the fucking screen <laughs> it was fun doing shrooms with you, actually. It was fun doing shrooms. It was like a nice little, like, I think we all could have done like another round, but, like, you know, another, yeah. you know, third of whatever. It would have been sick if we could have swam <sighs> later. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so let's end this with a quick question. Yeah. What's your favorite drug to have sex on? Oh, uh, Mary Jane. I love you, Mary Jane. Yeah, I not just even, like not poppers, not like. No, I mean like poppers are fun for very like situational like kind of stuff. Like if you're like deep throwing or taking fucking huge dick and shit. Like, but like, I much prefer like the tactile sensation and like the way the music sounds, when the body feels, when you're like stone. Like yeah. it's got like a a groovy sensation to it you know mdma is cool but like it's a very distractible drug like i feel like so you get very like into sensations in general and less concerned about sex uh, okay i see but like I, I've I also, done that shit i've so also long. had sex on it and it's cool like yeah we should do that like do like a live uh, radio show on mdma yeah okay <laughs> Alright, well, hey, if you're like into it, like send us um, a voice recording to screwpodcast.gmail.com with like your favorite drugs or like screw on and why. Peace.
peace. Yeah, we'll play it. Yeah, we'll play it on the air. Alright, peace subscribe, love. Subscribe. Like. Yeah, subscribe everyone. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.